perfect breathing can happen right now with your very next breath. It's just being aware of your breath and consciously putting it to use because there's a tremendous reservoir of potential there that most of us are not tapping into. So that's the idea behind perfect breathing. This is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hi, and welcome to the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast, the indoor cycling community's number one resource for motivation, education, entertainment, news, and events. I'm your host. John McGowan, and feel free to contact me with questions and or suggestions, john at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Now, we provide these free podcasts to indoor cycle instructors worldwide. Now, they're sponsored by Indoor Cycle Instructor Pro, which is our premium service for instructors looking to save time creating fresh, educational, and entertaining class profiles that just may have them applauding you at the end of your next class. Now, I've got a quick question before I get started. Are you taking advantage of our weekly email newsletter? It's free. It's actually pretty easy to sign up, and it provides you with a rundown of the previous week's training articles, new blog posts, podcasts that we've published, and subscribers receive a couple of, we've been adding these bonuses as we go along. You get actually about two hours worth of online training videos that will dramatically improve your class, help you as far as communicating with your class, organizing your music and iTunes, plus there's another bunch of other stuff I've actually forgotten that you get. Subscribing is quite easy. Just visit IndoorCycleInstructor.com, click the big green button that says Start Here, and then there's a space there where you can enter your first name and email address, and you're all set. Now, a common theme on this podcast is threshold-based training. And essentially what that means is the transition your body goes through from being primarily aerobic, meaning with oxygen to anaerobic without oxygen. Obviously, the act of breathing is quite important in that whole process. So the other day when I saw a new ACE certified news magazine, there was an article on breathing techniques and they reference a book called Perfect Breathing. And it's written by a couple of fellows named Al Lee and Don Campbell. As your indoor cycle instructor podcast host, I said, I got to have these guys on the show, and they're going to join me to discuss perfect breathing, transforming your life one breath at a time. And if you hang around to the end, they give a couple of uh, little class techniques, I guess you'd call it, uh, that you can uh, introduce in your class. Plus, uh, I've got a quick giveaway at the end for some lucky listener. So I hope you enjoy it. Al Lee, welcome to the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Thanks very much, John. It's great to be here. And Don Campbell, uh, welcome as well. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. First, if you guys could just give me a brief understanding of your backgrounds, how you came to you know, put this book together. Yes, for myself, uh, this is Al. I had a long background in uh, martial arts. I've actually taught Okinawan karate for 25 years. As well, I've had a lot of experience practicing yoga, qigong, uh, meditation, actually uh, performing arts and music specifically, and kept finding that the breath was popping up in each of those disciplines 
as uh, the fundamental thing that you needed to focus on to uh, to excel. And uh, after it popped up enough times uh, for myself, I started paying attention to that. And uh, I'll let Don uh, talk about his path to that. But we uh, began collaborating and, and looking into that. And uh, the result of that was the book Perfect Breathing. And I've, uh, I've been a journalist for about 15 years, uh, been involved in various kinds of writing. And like Al mentioned, um, I too I shared some of his interest as a performing artist, uh, been involved with uh, athletics for a long time. The whole idea got started with some brainstorming that we were doing just about breathing. A subject came up one day and we figured out that there were a number of disciplines for which breathing was absolutely central to the discipline. So once we uh, threw down a list of of some of those disciplines and, and started chasing some of those people that we thought might be able to help us, uh, the next thing we knew, uh, we had a book. Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> Again, the book is called Perfect Breathing. Define what you mean by that. Perfect breathing is the combination of the awareness of your breath and then consciously putting it to use. And it's not some unattainable ideal that you have to uh, spend years in the mountains to uh, to perfect. It really is uh, something that perfect breathing can happen right now with your very next breath. It's just being aware of your breath and consciously putting it to use because there's a tremendous reservoir of potential there that most of us are not tapping into. So that's the idea behind perfect breathing. All right. And before I forget, I want to add that you guys are going to have some specific exercises that you're going to kind of clue us into that we can bring back to our classes. And uh, at the end of this, I just want to make sure that everybody hangs on to to get those because I think they're going to be very helpful. Absolutely. All right. So you have a background in is meditative sports. Is that a good way to describe it? Well, I think it, it's really um, almost actually this will just backing up a little bit. What we found is that the breath is the common denominator in everything that you do. It touches every dimension of your life, the mental, physical, emotional and even spiritual dimensions. And by, again, developing that awareness, and that is the central theme, because we our breathing is, for the most part, unconscious. We don't have to think about it. But when we become aware of it and put it to use, we can really create some dramatic changes in our health and ability to heal mental, physical, and creative performance and emotional well-being. All right. Well, we know... You know, activity forces us to breathe, but give me an example of how breathing will affect my emotional well-being. Well, there's a great study done at Duke University uh, not too long ago that showed that there is a direct tie-in between the breath and emotions. And people have known this for, you know, centuries that, you know, (laughs) that old uh, bit of folk wisdom, you know, if somebody's caught up in difficult emotions like, uh, grief, anxiety, a- a frustration, you know, they'll tell you to stop and take a couple of deep breaths. The, the reason that little bit of folk wisdom has persisted through the ages is because it works. And a study at Duke University found that there are actually two thought pathways through the brain, one for emotions and one for rational or attentional thoughts. And those two pathways are actually inversely related. So when one is high, the other is low. When one's hot, the other's cold. And that helps us understand things like crimes of passion or road rage. When your emotions are running at a fever pitch, it suppresses your ability for rational, attentional 
thinking. And what they found is that if you focus on your breath, it shifts that balance in the brain. It brings the emotional side down and that rational side back up. Uh, not only does your breathing shift that balance in your brain, but it also activates the relaxation response in your body and you know counteracts that fight or flight. And when it comes to uh, performance or really anything that you're doing, being able to keep your emotions in check, uh, because usually when the emotions get activated, you start uh, you know, bouncing around in the past and future, worrying about things that might happen or reliving past events, and it takes you out of the moment. And so being able to keep those emotions in check keeps you in the moment, and that translates into better performance. Or in just in, in relationships, I would imagine, as well. Everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah. In your book, you're talking about how breathing has a positive impact on your lymphatic system, which I found was kind of fascinating. Can you kind of explain that to us? The lymph system, and this was something that, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of uh, knowledge, and I think Don as well, uh, is is really the garbage collector system for the body. It, it uh, is responsible for collecting all of the cellular waste and moving that out of the body. And it Although it's as extensive as our blood circulation system, it doesn't have a pump like the heart. And so it relies on uh, a number of things to affect that circulation, uh, one of which is the breath and that motion. So the deeper that you breathe and the, the more displacement in your diaphragm, that helps with the circulation. Um, other things like exercise and movement also uh, help that um, lymphatic circulation, but the breathing also plays a key role. I came off the couch as a closet smoker 15 years ago, wow. and, and I'm not afraid to admit that. And the result has been I have, I'm sick very rarely, and I hear a lot of people say, you know, that, that the best medicine is exercise as far as keeping yourself well. And so the fact that you're breathing heavily, is that what you're, what you're speaking to? With breathing, if it's, if it's done correctly, I mean, a few of the salient points that, that uh, I think your listeners should keep in mind is that uh, the breath is, is absolutely the most powerful energy source in the body. 90% of the body's energy comes from breathing and only 10%, you know, from food and other sources. So the breath directly affects every aspect of your body and performance, blood pressure, the immune system, emotions. It's the engine that fuels every one of the 100 trillion cells in your body. And once I started realizing that fact, um, I started protecting my breath a lot more, um, learning how to do it properly just to fuel, just to fuel my body at that level. Can you give us an example of a perfect breathing exercise? You have uh, quite a few of them in your book. Foundation breathing is the one that we always start with uh, because it is the foundation of every other breathing practice. And it's an easy one because everybody already knows how to do it. It's really just slow, deep breathing, uh, the way that you were breathing when you came into the world. It's helpful to visualize, for starters, the way that you want the breath to move in your body. Most of us as adults have developed short, shallow breathing uh, just taking little sips of air into the top of our lungs and as a result of uh, lots of sitting, uh, stress. Uh, we, you know, most of us have, uh, we do a lot of sitting in our culture and that slowly binds us up in the abdominal region and pushes that breathing higher and higher up into the chest. So you want to counteract that and you want to, when you breathe, visualize the breath moving down into your 
chest in the shape of a bell. So first of all, imagine that you're breathing all the way down uh, to the base of your spine, uh, down into the seat of your chair, and imagine that breath moving down and flaring out like the, uh, the, the bottom of a bell. Uh, and that flare should be happening right around your abdominal region uh, in all four directions. So not only pushing out uh, in your stomach, but to the sides and the back. You want to then imagine that you're filling up from the bottom of your spine all the way up to the top of your shoulders, filling up like a glass of water from the bottom to the top. When you exhale, you want to exhale in the same fashion. You want to gently push the air out from the bottom to the top. If you get a good, complete exhale, you'll naturally take a nice, deep inhale again. And that will get, and studies have shown this, that will get much more energy into your body with each breath, and you don't have to work as hard to get it. And for athletic performance especially, um, that makes you more efficient. So that foundation breath is, again, imagine that breath is moving down in the, you know, really in the shape of a bell into your body, filling up from the bottom to the top. And the next aspect of that is to get your breathing rate down to about six seconds per breath. Normally, we breathe about 15 to 20 times per minute. The research, the most current research has shown that when you get that uh, breathing rate down to about six seconds per breath, um, that's when most of the physiological benefits start kicking in, the benefits to your immune system, to your uh, blood pressure, etc. So a six-second breath is inhaling one, 1,000, two, 2,000, three, 3,000, pause for just a moment, and then exhale four, five, and six. And if you practice that and start making that a habit, replace that habit of short, shallow breathing with this slower, deeper foundation breathing, it will cause a ripple effect through every other dimension of your life, the mental, physical, uh, and emotional. Well, and, you know, I told you I had a story, and I'm going to share it right now. A lot of my listeners know that I've signed up for my first triathlons, and obviously swimming is part of that. And one of the problems I had was I always, when I was swimming, I always felt like I I couldn't exhale hard enough. You know, I was blowing out as hard as I could, and I'm trying to figure out, well, this should be easy. I read your book, and then it's it's like something hit me over the top of the head. The problem I was having is I wasn't taking a deep enough breath when I was breathing in. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't, I didn't have anything to exhale. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and and, and I keep thinking, my gosh, I should have the fitness to be able to swim up and down the pool at a leisurely pace, and yet I was struggling. And then once I recognized, here's, here's the problem. You know, it's the opposite of what you think. Breathe in very deeply and slowly. And it, it transformed uh, me from the perspective, now I can go up and down the pool with some regularity, I guess you'd call it. And so uh, I have to thank you for that from a personal perspective. Well, glad glad we could help. That's great. You dive in a little deeper when you start talking about how breathing can affect your emotional or the impact breathing has on your emotion in sports performance. Can you talk about that a little bit? I guess one of the things to think about uh, is the fact that, you know, there's when your brain takes over, there's a lot of monkey chatter that goes on. It creates a lot of negativity in your mind. <laughs> monkey chatter. I like that. that monkey chatter. It's a, it's a proven scientific term. Um, <laughs> but there's there's just a noise in your head that's brain related that tells you you're, you're going to fail. You can't possibly do this. And it sets up all kinds of mental impediments. 
when you rely on the breath, that tends to bring uh, it tends to bring you back to the moment. So you're not uh, you're not having the regrets of yesterday of the things that you didn't get done, and you're not thinking about the you know, anxiety of the stuff you need to get done tomorrow. It brings you back to the absolute moment. And I know a lot of lip services paid to that uh, live in the moment term, but it absolutely does. It tends to shut down that chatter so that you're able to draw on your muscle memory, the training that you've done, uh, the physical stuff that you've endured, and it allows you to perform in a more uh, unimpeded manner. So it just tends to clear your mind. Uh, It allows your body to operate on all cylinders. Uh, We talk a lot uh, in the book about finding the zone, which heretofore has been kind of a mystical place difficult to achieve, but it's it's when your body is firing on all cylinders, there's no distractions, you've got perfect concentration, and, and we could cite a thousand examples of, of athletic performance uh, where we've seen that happen, where people were just apparently playing or performing out of their minds. And uh, while we can't really guarantee that we can get you to the zone every time, uh, we can certainly get you to the doorway. And, and it's all related to the breath. Like I said, it takes you to the moment where your body is a, a, allowed to perform at its optimum because your brain's not in the way. It's not impeding your progress. You know, we assume that as athletes, you know, you've practiced, you, you have the muscle memory and the skill. If you're relying on your breath and bringing yourself back to the moment, it's really true that you can't fail. I mean, it's, it's so easy to sabotage yourself. But using just even a couple of these exercises to bring yourself back to the moment, it just opens the doorway for, for you to perform at an optimal level. And actually, John, I just might add that the the same reason that this is effective uh, for improving athletic performance is the same reason that these techniques are used uh, in essentially every spiritual tradition in the world um, to achieve deeper states of prayer, meditation, and contemplation is because the breath pushes out all of those thoughts that are generally dragging you somewhere into the past or future, you know, any place except this moment right now. And so that's why there's so many breath-based meditations or contemplation or uh, prayer-based practices. It's the same principle at work. If I am going to try to introduce some of your techniques into my indoor cycling class or group fitness class for that matter, uh, where would I begin? The, The key is... Um, as you found with swimming, most people don't breathe deeply enough. And especially when you start putting demands on your body, uh, when you start, you know, running faster or swimming faster, are generally we start to breathe faster and oftentimes get into that panting mode. The, the key thing is to breathe slower and deeper. And the trick is to find the sweet spot of your breath at any given moment. And that's going to depend on, you know, say your, your breathing rate, just for example, is uh, six seconds per breath as you're running along the flat. And as you start to go up a hill, you need more oxygen. You might have to increase that breathing rate to where it's just four seconds per breath. But the key is, is to focus on your breathing, make it as deep and as slow as you can at that moment. And you'll be amazed at the the difference in your performance. The trick is, is if you if you breathe too slowly, then you'll get behind in your oxygen consumption, and you'll get you know you'll you'll start you know uh, you know gasping for air. So you have to find it that sweet spot. So the key is slower, deeper breathing, and and finding that sweet spot for the moment that you're at. And let me give you just a, a real salient quote. We interviewed uh, Alberto Salazar, who was a multi-time winner of the New York City and Boston marathons. I'm um, just an amazing runner. 
Uh, but he told us, he said, I'd hit a really hard hill or I'd sped up and somebody surged and I'd find my breathing really out of sync. You have to relax and get it back to a level where it is natural, where you don't have to think about it again. It's something of an oxymoron. You've got to concentrate on relaxing. It's hard, but that's what athletics is. And that one really drove the point home. Um, like Al said, you've just got to figure out how to do that deep, slow breathing, no matter what you're doing. But ultimately, it all comes back to conscious breathing. Absolutely. So I've introduced this concept to my class. What's an exercise that I could take them through? For any repetitive motion exercise like swimming, running, cycling, uh, a good way to to do it is to start out with using a, a simple ratio. For example, inhaling for four strokes or um, cycles, holding for two strokes, exhaling for four strokes again. Uh, you can have a pause between the inhale and exhale if you want. Some people find that uncomfortable. But start with a simple ratio like that, and that becomes a meditation in and of itself to some degree. And you can change that. You can find whatever ratio works for you. Maybe you um, inhale for six or hold for three, etc. But start with a simple ratio like that, and that gets you uh, really into the flow of things, into the habit. Uh, you don't have to be thinking about it as much. But that's a great place to start. Uh, where can they find your book? Uh, a number of different places. We're in um, several bookstores, Barnes & Noble among them. Uh, it's available online at Amazon.com. It's available through our website, uh, www.perfectbreath.com. Uh, we also offer a 28-day workbook that helps people develop this habit of perfect breathing because it doesn't happen overnight. And uh, we also offer a uh, guided relaxation CD that's fairly beneficial. All right. Well, perfect breathing. Al Lee, Don Campbell, I want to thank you for being on the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast today. Well, thank you very much for having us. We appreciate it. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. All right. And I'm going to have all this information as far as the links to all this and. Uh, the post for this podcast, and thanks for listening. All right, now the giveaway. You see, I'm one of those people that I'll read a book, but it's very rare that I would go back and read it a second time. So I thought I've got this copy of Perfect Breathing. I could make it available to an interested listener. So the first listener who sends me an email said, John, please send me your book. I'll be happy to do so. John at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. 